0: Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's North Side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the South Side Hitmen, the good guys who wear black.
1: There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azuki, by
0: far, uh, he was my favorite player well, all time. It's Paul Konerko. I love the hot dogs. I love. The- grilled onions, and I can't believe it's been
1: 13 years, 13 painful, painful years. (laughs) Because
0: good guys wear black, good guys talk back.
1: All right, welcome Sox fans uh, to episode 22 of Good Guys Talk Back. We are your fan-centric blue-collar Chicago White Sox podcast. We are recording on Thursday may 16th 2019 uh this is right uh, before the first game of this four game series against uh, the toronto blue jays Uh, i am nick murowski and if this is your first experience with good guys talk back uh, we welcome you if you've been with us since the beginning thanks for coming back pass this podcast along Uh, we appreciate that um Got a lot to cover uh, in this episode 22, but before we get rolling, uh, let me bring my co-host in, Jeff Julian.
0: Hello, sir. How are you doing this fine Thursday evening? I'm
1: doing pretty well. I, I uh, All things considered, um, I, I'm i not as angry as I have been, and uh, we've got some, some things to, to talk about that... Uh, will explain why I'm in a pretty positive mood. Um, I'm not happy um, and I don't know if I'll ever be hundred uh, percent happy until there's postseason <laughs> play uh, with this team. Uh, I have high expectations, but I- I'm in a pretty good I'm in a pretty good spot. Um, we're going to talk uh, a little bit uh, about some trends that you can believe in. Um, some things that have been happening this season that, Uh, We feel are going to stick around. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what the rotation might look like uh, next year. Um, Maybe even some uh, predictions that could happen uh, later this summer by the trade deadline. Uh, State of the Sox and Sox by the numbers. Um, So, Jeff, uh, our Sox are 19 and 22 as uh, we record. Seven and a half out of first. And uh, we're right now at the quarter mark of the season. So one fourth of the season is in the books. Are you shocked? Are you, um, you know, kind of shaking your head like, yeah, I kind of thought that was going to happen? Or are you disappointed at this?
0: Well, first off, the last time we spoke and recorded yeah. this podcast, you told me they'd be 500 and i told you they wouldn't be right. so i got that going for yeah me. you did i'm not particularly happy about you're that you're accurately but pessimistic I, knew, <laughs> I had a feeling <laughs> based on how this team yeah. has played that that yeah. 500 was going to be was going to be stretched am i surprised no i don't think so because if you played this record out over the course of a 162 games i think this is right where we had them in terms of finishing up, I think you had them at 77 wins. I had them at 75. Mm -hmm. So a couple of games under 500 better than they were last year. It's disappointing that even still kind of hovering around 500, that they're so far out of first place already, but Minnesota has really been lights out Mm -hmm. uh, so far Mm -hmm. this year and just, you know, playing like gangbusters. And so when you, get on these little spurts and then lose a couple of games and win, win a few and lose a few. And I mean, you're, you're going to be out of, Mm -hmm. out of, uh, out out of contention early. they're still in the wild card hunt for now, but I mean, quarter of the season, I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in a couple of things and certainly, you know, they continue to hit well and pitch and field terribly. And so, um, the only thing that's, that stayed consistent on this sheet. You know, we, we have a, a, a a sheet that we put together each week, looking at the, at the, at the week ahead. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's continued to stay consistent is where they're at in pitching and where they're at in fielding. And it's very near dead last. And when you, um, when you don't pitch well and you don't field well, you better hope you hit well. Yeah. And that's why I think they're as close to 500 as they are because they've, they've been hitting really well.
1: Yeah, um, how about if I told you that, you know, Rodon, a guy that we both thought was going to get double-digit wins this year, uh, goes down with Tommy John um, and, you know, some of the injuries that we have had uh, in the bullpen. You know, Nate Jones, uh, not a shocker, but uh, it's been a bit of a mash unit. And then DFA Santana, again, not a shocker, but, you know, I've had to throw Banuelos in there or Covey. When I put all that pitching, uh, you know, information at you, are you surprised by the record? Because I am. I'm shocked that they're at 19 and 22 with all the, all of the stuff that's gone on with this uh, pitching staff.
0: I would be if they hadn't hit so lights out. You know, I mean, you look at what Anderson's done. Mm-hmm. You look at what McCann's done recently. Yeah. They're just they're scoring a ton of runs, yeah. and so, you know, what maybe I mean. But I think, for the most part, they've they've had some really key and unfortunate injuries to the pitching staff. But over the past, you know, five to ten games, they've had some lights out starts from Giolito, mm-hmm. from Lopez, and from Nova. And yeah. you know, so they they've got some guys that can pitch mm-hmm. on this team. But they they're just inconsistent enough on a regular basis that this is the record that right. that you get.
1: Uh, we'll get to, uh, you know, Giolito and Lopez in a little bit with uh, trends you can believe in. But, um, you know, we had before we started recording this uh, this episode, we talked about Ben Welos and, uh, you know, the, the comment of you get what you pay for. You know, I, I mean, it you never want to see a, another guy go down. Uh, but I, I felt like we were really. We were really stretching Banuelos. I thought he was going to be maybe long relief. I didn't think he would be thrown into a starting starting role, although that was a little, that was talked about a little bit in spring training. Um, I you know, for what we're getting out of this pitching staff, you know, if you put the injuries aside, it's kind of like you get what you pay for. Yeah. You know, I mean the the Santana thing, yeah, we DFA'd and then not a shocker. It's just not. Uh, the Rodon thing is is the biggest issue. And, you know, of course, he uh, elected to have Tommy John surgery. I think he was having it this week. And then Nate Jones, um, the longest tenured White Sox, is done for the season. And I don't think you're ever going to see him in a White Sox uniform again.
0: Or, or Rodon.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I'm telling you, I don't think you're going to see Rodon in a white Sox uniform again i just you know he might come back at the end of, of next season they're saying 2020 but that means you're gonna have to make a spot in the rotation for him so you're gonna have to save a spot in the rotation unless he goes to like long relief and then you start looking at like well is this guy worth right. re-upping a contract yeah. uh right. you know because seriously and we'll get to you know what could be happening later this uh, summer or in free agency but Are you telling me, then, you're going to hold off making potential moves just to hold a spot for Rodan? No, you can't. No way. I agree with you.
0: You know, here's another thing, too. If the whole Goose Island bleachers thing doesn't work out, (laughs) I'm thinking you rename that for Tommy John. Now, hear hear me out. You know how there's that big goose head out there? You just repurpose that into, like, an elbow hanging. Sure. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah. You know, just at like a strange Mm -hmm. angle. Mm -hmm. And then it's just the Tommy John bleachers. And then there's the waterfalls running along there. That's just blood. Those are tears. No, it's blood. One side's blood for blood in the forearm. (laughs) The other side is tears. And you just go, (laughs) you put everybody who's injured out in that, in that bleachers area.
1: I I mean, I still think there should be some sort of kiosk on the concourse where you should get yourself (laughs) checked, you know, just to make sure you're not walking around with an undetected Tommy John, uh, let's pay it forward to the fans. You know, that,
0: that could have come in handy for me when we were there last time. Yeah. Maybe I need Tommy John. I, I only threw 48 miles per hour. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'm ripe for Tommy. John. Well, Tommy I mean, John. I
1: think you need to take a couple layers off and then, yeah, check, uh, but you didn't have any, uh, disruptions, uh, any pulsating pain. I had
0: no blood on the forearm. No, nothing that so. some <laughs> balm couldn't take care of, but
1: yeah, I, you know, it, it's, uh, it is what it is with this, with this staff. It's frustrating, but this is the staff that Han and company decided to put together, you know, and, and here we are. And there's some surprises, uh, you know, Nova's last few starts have been pretty surprising night and day from his first few starts. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought really
0: come around. I
1: mean, after Santana got DFA, would I thought for sure Nova after his next start was going to be gone, but he has really picked it up. um, and, uh, you know, it was against the Blue Jays last weekend. Sox took 2-3 or uh, in Toronto, a tough place for them to play sometimes. Uh, it's been difficult over the years. And, you know, the, the Sox – okay, so they're, they're ninth in hitting, in uh, the top 10 in hitting, which they're scoring runs, which is great. That continues to trend. Uh, 28th in the league in pitching, 29th in fielding, only three errors – in the last nine games, which I look at, at a positive, but it was <laughs> that sad. A, it's sad to say, but that's, wait, a positive I'm confused
0: right. that we that's a good thing. Now? That's a good All thing right, okay, right good, now. Good, it's good, a good, good three good. errors right, in the last good. nine games. Right. Man. Anderson's got nine for the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but listen, the way this team goes is by offense. It's a, it's really, really strange when they do not, when the Sox do not get a quality start from their pitchers, I, I don't know what it is, but they cannot overcome that deficit Yeah, you know, and, and out hit a team. It, it, sometimes they can. In years past, and it might have happened a couple times earlier this year when uh, one of our starters uh, you know, just you know, imploded, and the Sox were able to uh, overcome that deficit with their bats, but that has not been the trend as of late. I mean, when a pitcher is lights out and gives us a quality start like Gio, or Lope, uh, Gio L- Alito or Lopez has recently, I mean, Sox bats respond, and it, it, it's an excellent game. You know, it's a 6-1 it's a win or, you know, a 5-2 win. When our starters give up three, four, five, six runs over a 3-4 inning period, for some reason, our bats just do not respond, and we're quiet. And we end up losing... You know, like like the other night, like Tuesday, day game, we lose nine to nothing. Yeah. You know, Ben Wales can't get out of his own way. It's batting practice. He ends up leaving the game because of a shoulder issue. But the night before, you know, Lopez is lights out. He's hitting 98 miles per hour, you know, in the seventh inning, just on cruise control. And our bats respond. Yeah. So this team is truly as strong as it's pitching.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's a weak spot and you're going to have to, it may not be this season and you're getting to the point where I, I know we're going to talk about this, but tell me how you can't think that, that there's, that there's not room for, for cease on this, uh, on, on this major league roster right now. I mean, we could talk what, about it right now. What, I, what is the argument for keeping him out of, of, or at least giving him a couple of starts? Yeah.
1: What, I, maybe maybe it's a super two thing it's having more control uh for him in the in the long run of his career um i i just think it's ridiculous i mean he's throwing the guys right now and sure he's not he's not putting up lights out numbers um but his confidence is there i mean his numbers are are, are just fine okay Uh, but he's throwing at guys that are going to be selling insurance in a couple years. They're going to be out of baseball. Right, right. You know, and I'd rather him – he's going to have some ups and downs. Might as well have it up in the big league club, experience some adversity right now. Yeah. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with James McCann. I'm crossing my fingers that they extend him uh, because I think this is a trend that we can believe in. But get him up and start working with James McCann. Who everybody's talking about is just been wonders for the pitching staff. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. Yeah. I, I just think get this is what to me where I feel like the Sox are talking about or the 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 Sox brass are talking out of both sides of their mouth, you know. So is this was this the year that hey, we're farther along than we thought we were, so we're gonna be competitive, or this is the we're still trying to figure it out and we're getting young guys' experience. And if it's the we're getting young guys' experience, then get this guy up mm-hmm. here, yeah. even if he, even if you don't have him up here for the whole season, get him up here and have him pitch a couple of games while while you figure out what the long term plan is yeah. with Radon on the shelf and possibly Ben Benuelos. I don't yeah. know. If, I I I didn't hear whether this is a, a long term injury for for Benuelos or not. No, I, I didn't I didn't hear is the it. Tommy John Choir warming <laughs> up for him too.
1: Uh, as Han would say, everything's on right. the table. <laughs> right. All. Uh,
0: all yeah. options.
1: Uh, no, I'm with you on that, Jeff. Because uh, you guess what? You could always send it back down. Send him back down, right? You know, and it's not a knock on anything. It's like we know you're ready. We know Dylan yeah. Cease is going to be a major league uh, baseball pitcher. We and we know he's good. We have a feeling if uh, the prognosticators, uh, the folks that know what they're talking about, uh, are, are correct, he's going to be a good pitcher. Okay, and yeah. um, right. but do pitchers come up and just all of a sudden uh, you know send them into the hall of fame no they're going they're going to have their lumps man and i get that you know when when Kopech came up uh, at the end of last year man he had some qualities he had some good starts but man he also got roughed up a few times yeah yep, um, yep. so I, I i'd like to see him up uh, by memorial day it'd be great next weekend playing uh, minnesota uh, bring him up yeah, and he's got to play and you know, see what you have. That's Give him a couple starts. You know, he, he's, he's going to, there, there is going to be a maturation process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you like, like to your point, if you want to, if you want to go internal, which you have to go internal, there's your guy next man up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Next man up. Without so, a doubt. Um, we'll, we'll wait on that. Um, you know, but right now the the big, uh, I think the big positive, and we, we just mentioned his name is James McCann. Here is a guy that uh, we we claim we we we, we grabbed from Detroit in the off season, and I, I mean I, I thought it was kind of an interesting move. You know, especially after the Omar Narvaez trade, we needed somebody. Um, I remembered him from you know watching Detroit games, but he never blew me away. Um, and he has not only brought the bat, and in, in critical situations, power, uh, uh, situational hitting, but his defense. And you know there were some articles this past week, uh, you know NBC Sports Chicago, the Trib, talking about what pitchers say about this guy and the work he puts in on a plane trip uh, to a different you know after a series if they're coming home or they're going to their next series the numbers he pours over I mean he invests his time in his craft and and the pitchers on the staff the young pitchers are reaping the benefits yeah right and, right. and I just I feel like and, and a team every year or every you know chunk of rebuilding, you're going to have to have some surprise guys. You're going to have to have some guys that were just unexpected. Okay, You're going to have to have some guys that flew under the radar and all of a sudden you know, they worked out. And yeah. he is that guy. And, 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 a, and a team that needed surprise guys this year after everything that happened in free agency and a team that needed some guys to, to really pick it up boy he's a pleasant surprise
0: but is that a feel-good story for this year or can you slot him into your future plans
1: i think you slot him on into into the immediate future so i'm saying but there's nobody
0: behind him. him or nobody that should be playing instead of him
1: Wellington Castillo is done after yeah, this year. Right. Okay, they're not. They're not, not going to. They're not going to okay. resign him. I don't even know if he makes it all the way through the season. There could be some team that look is looking for, you know, um, you know, some help with their catcher, uh, position, and he might get sent away. Uh, Long term, it, it's not McCann, but you're going to have to have McCann while you've got, uh, Sebi and, and, and Collins. And they're going to try them out okay. later this year or next year. You have to. You can't just say to two rookies, "All right, you know, we're we're contending in 2020 for sure." No, good I good luck. That.
0: But but well, right. So they've got to play at some point. And I mean, McCann's a a a career 247 hitter. Right. So I mean, he's not going to hit the way he's hitting right now for, for you know for the yeah. for the rest of the season. He's hot. It's great. It feels good right now. I just keep thinking that. Every conversation we have, there's seven and a half games out right now. They're, you know, they're three games under 500. Neither of us thinks they're going to the playoffs this year, winning a world series. So as we watch with one eye Mm -hmm. on today's and tomorrow's games, we're also have to have at least one eye, if not another on the next season and the season after that. And so to me, all of these conversations about, well, this guy's playing well and that guy's playing well, have to be just as much about, but what does that mean for when they're ready to win a World Series?
1: No, I understand that. I understand how much stock you're going to put into guys that aren't going to be here down the road. And I, could say to, I can say that about guys like Charlie Tilson. Uh, right. I've really enjoyed his play the last few weeks. He reminds me a lot of Scott Pitsednik. I like his defense. Um, uh, you know, I like his bat. He's, he's hitting for contact, and of course his speed. But I have to be honest with myself. And although I like that guy, he is not going to be your starting center fielder. Right. I mean, it's no. Robert. Yeah. Now, does is is Tilson a utility guy? Do you keep him around as a lefty bat and try to help you know shore up the the outfield as you know a reserve in case there's injuries? Keep him around. But I know I'm not. I'm excited about Tilson but I also have to face the music with McCann. I feel like it's a different story because I'm not too worried about his hitting. His hitting is a pleasant surprise, Yeah, right. but it's right. the defense, sure. you know, and I think keeping him around for just one more year after this is all we're talking about. Yeah. And just and, one more year.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that too, because that also, as you said, you got a couple of guys who are rookies, right? That, you know, you bring them up, they learn from him and, yep. You can get some experience, but you're not relying on them as everyday Correct. players. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you gotta have at least two catchers. You yeah, know, that so yeah, I, I I think that's fine. It it's just, you know, it's one of those things. i I'm just I'm so frustrated with the long with the the mid the mid to long term plan for this team. And and I I think I'm still stuck on what the front office said during the off season that if they had never said some of the things mm-hmm. that they said mm-hmm. about a year earlier all sure. in, I yeah. think I think we would be looking at this team differently, and it would be even more of a pleasant surprise. Like, here mm-hmm. they are. Here they go. Yeah. But all I see is a team that is somewhere stuck in between. And if you had gone all in, like you said you were— then maybe you've got a couple of other pitchers and position players on this team that get you over 500 and you're still competing for for the division right now.
1: I get it. It's a a really strange position to be in as a team in this rebuild and as a fan because you can see it. You start to see a little bit of light. You see it with the last few starts from Giolito and Lopez. You see it with uh, Mancata. Man, I was at the game on Monday uh, against Cleveland with Lopez having that great outing, and Makata hit two home runs. And uh, he, the way he turned on his first home run and jacked it down the right field line, I mean, just watch, folks, watch the replay of that if you haven't d- done already. The, his, his hands, how quick they are, and the yeah. power that he yeah. is to, to square up the barrel. And then the second home run he hit, he really had no business hitting this home run. It was down, out in the zone, low. Uh, and he took almost a line drive to left field in the bullpen. From what I'm seeing, you know, and what we're seeing defensively, th- that's not a worry. Mancada is not. I mean, you're, you're seeing, you're seeing the light with this guy. You're seeing what what we could have for many, many years. I still, you know, I think you're going to see Anderson's dropped off <laughs> uh, tremendously offensively. But we knew he was never going to hang around in those, you know, ridiculous numbers. I still think Anderson's your guy. All right, um, so
0: let let's talk about that then, because if if he's going to drop off offensively, then what do you do about the defense? Because well,
1: how much are you saying drop off offensively? Like, well, you you just said he's sure.
0: dropped off quite a bit. So
1: if but he, he's still hitting three twenty, okay, or something. but I mean,
0: if, if 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 at the end of the year he comes back to earth, and what what has he been a two two sixty two seventy hitter? I mean, he's yeah. right back down to. 270 or, or 280. I mean, he's second in the American league in errors at, mm-hmm. at the shortstop position. He's I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the fielding percentage. He's like the 34th um, shortstop in the, <laughs> in the American yeah. league in, yeah. in, in fielding percentage, you know? And then yeah. you go to the, you go to second base and Hey, guess who's second in errors at second base in the American league. Yulmer Sanchez, uh so, yomer's I, not gonna be no, here though i know that, but know. i'm okay but you yeah
1: gotta... i understand i hey i understand it, it's that i am i am just as impatient uh as the next uh Sox fan i i'm concerned that i don't see my future second baseman at second right now um it, it sure seems like either uh madrigal or maybe mendic who's been lighting things up uh, um you know in the farm uh I, to answer your question about Anderson, I mean, if at the end of the day, you know he he turns in you know like a two forty average and he's got you know twenty five thirty errors, yeah, I think you need, you're you going to have to address that. I don't know if you sit him down and have him watch uh, one of those Tom Amansky, uh <laughs> you know, fundamental videos on Loop.
0: I just don't know how many recent World Series winners have had shortstops. That have been a negative on the defensive side. We
1: got to find uh, out uh, Juan Uribe's numbers because uh, he was in, 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 in '05. I'll look him up right now because I don't think he he lit the world on fire offensively. And sometimes he had some bonehead plays at short. Um, and uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on Anderson. It's frustrating, but um, he's also got that excitement right now going for him. Um, so I I think I think you hold on to him. You you wait this out. It's a long season. Um, I think I think the 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 Gialito and the Lopez are trends to believe in though. Those guys are starting to put some things together, and the amount of work we talk about with James McCann putting into his game, man, Giolito puts a ton of work into his game. You know, some articles this yeah. week came out about him too, and what he did in the off season and he's starting to see some progress with that.
0: Uribe had 16 errors in the 05 season. What did he hit? Uh, let me guess. Can I guess what he hit for the sure. year? But but he was marked he was <laughs> I mean Anderson's creeping in <laughs> <Right>. already <laughs> on, on Uribe's 05 right. error total. Okay. Yeah, you uh, uh, what, what, what did he hit? Uribe
1: bet? probably hit uh I'm going to put
0: Uribe at 230. He was 252, 252. In, in 05 with a Wow. 412 slugging, 712 OPS, and he had 34 walks that year, 71 RBIs, 16 home runs. Well, I just, I, I can't, I know you and I are at odds over Anderson. We have been, yeah. he's going to the hall of fame for you. <laughs> uh, I see him, I see him on a, on a, uh, I, I see him leaving town with Ricky <laughs> And oh, not, and come not on. On the a package deal? No. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But no. I just, I don't know how how you can have, I, I still, I, I go back to defensive. Uh, I don't understand how you can win a World Series with a shortstop who is a defensive minus.
1: I understand. I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I hope that changes. Um, I, I have faith in uh, Anderson. You know, I haven't bought the uh, Stick Talk shirt yet. I ordered one for I, you, though. Uh, and I want you to wear it uh, next time we're at the game. Um, Speaking of Ricky, um, look, man, uh, I understand he still gets uh, just a ton of negative uh, feedback on his lineups and on his pitching decisions, but what is a guy to do? I mean, this guy just palms up. I mean, you know, what am I supposed to do with this pitching staff? You know, the lineup is a, is, a, is a little bit different. You know, yeah. Mancada has to be hit in second. I don't like him at uh, leading, leading off. But th- the thing that we didn't really get to last episode with Ricky is the, the positive feedback that players are, are talking about in regards to the team chemistry. And my question to you, Jeff, is this day and age uh, for, you know, managing and coaching any team, okay, in any sport, but let's you know, keep it with baseball. Isn't a role, isn't it a, a, a huge part of a manager's job is to keep things together, keep the attitudes in check, keep, keep the chemistry, the morale positive. It's a long season. This is a rebuild. I mean, talk about a guy who came into a situation knowing exactly what he was going to have to do. Okay, in 2017. And here we are, and I don't know about you, but I haven't read anything about, you know, riffs in the clubhouse and, you know, attitudes and people, you know, cutting up jerseys and, you know, I mean, all that hey. stuff kind of ended, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It ended. And, I, I mean... He's definitely brought stability yes. to, to Excellent a club word. that, you know, that, that needs that that especially as you're gonna as you're gonna be a young team scuffle, you're gonna struggle, some days you're gonna go out and win nine to two and then the following night you're gonna get beat nine to nothing. You need a guy who mm-hmm. can be steady. Yeah. But here here's the problem. Oh boy. You, you've got to go. why does there have to be a problem? I don't know how to judge him necessarily because, you know, he's 221 and 306 on his uh, managerial career record yeah, you know so yeah. he's i'm, I'm just yeah. saying no I'm, those, I'll, let, those, you talk. I'll let you talk those are that's the reality yeah. okay now you have to of course take into account the teams that he was managing mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. during that time he managed a a, a woeful um cubs team yeah. that was yeah. you know still a year away from mm-hmm. you know was was right at that rebuild they they lost 89 games and then he's he's uh, managed the White Sox for 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 three mm-hmm. years during a rebuild. Yeah. So we don't necessarily know what he would do with a complete team. But give him the chance. Give him sure. You you could say give him the chance. The other the other side would be, do you run into the same situation when this team is ready to compete if there's another guy who comes free? Who's got a pedigree of winning, or you know whether he's won World Series or not, but doing really well in mm-hmm. in winning, uh, you know, postseason games? Do you do you come yeah. up and you say, okay, so is it you know is is Renneria the guy, and he just hasn't had the players, or you know maybe he's not the guy? I don't know. I,
1: I, what I'm looking at from where they were last year, and you know here year three of the rebuild. If you're looking at numbers, you know if you're looking at win loss numbers, like you had mentioned, we're much better. We're a much better team win loss than we were last year. Okay, well, yeah, after but everything, it's early in the true, it's early in the season. True, but from where we were last year to where we are at, at this point this year, we're what eleven games different, you know, in, yeah. the, in the win column. After everything he has dealt with injury wise, and, and just a complete nothing in free agency. I feel like you gotta look at that and say, Wow, he's keeping this team together. Okay. Is he perfect? No. But it seems like these guys are still playing for him. Everything everything is trending in the right direction, attitude wise and chemistry wise. I you know, I, he can't do you can't do anything about Rodon's injury no, about Santana. Can't. Let's I mean,
0: see let's see what what this team chemistry looks like after the all-star okay. break. If you're if you're still Kind of right here, you know, maybe three, four games uh, under 500, kind of hovering at that mark, still taking some some nice wins, but then also taking some tough losses. Let, let's see what the chemistry is like yeah. at that point, you know. Um, and if this team finishes 10, 11, 12 games better than they did last mm-hmm. year, then yes, you got to give him credit. I think and so. And you got to take yeah. a look at it. Uh, again, I just, I. You're I not sold doubts. yet. You're not sold
1: yet. And that's fine. And that's fine. He's gonna, he's gonna make you a believer uh, <laughs> at the end uh, after the All Star break. He brings and, a mustache back. <laughs> well, I'm, we're both I'm in agreement on I'm that. I'm gonna get behind him. We are both in agreement on that. Uh, something that we're not in agreement on, um, and we talked a little bit about it uh, last episode, and then you and I started into it before we uh, actually started recording this episode. Some buzz earlier this week uh, that I enjoy about uh, Abreu uh, getting signed uh, after this year, and it, it's uh, Han hinting in, in the in Han speak, if you will, uh, that he'll he'll be around for a, a few more years. Uh, he he is part of this plan. I love it. Uh, I think you need you need a guy like like Abreu that's been around. You know, 2014. He's seen. He's seen where this organization organization is gone um, he is, is really is he's the captain in my mind I've uh, been a mentor to guys like Mankata and, and Jimenez and will be for Robert um, he puts up consistent numbers I, I just uh, you I think you need you need some foundational guys and you, you're not gonna you could maybe trade for that but um, and try to bring in a veteran guy, but here's a guy that's been in the organization. He's got roots. I, I want to see him around. And and I know I, I, I respect your your thoughts, Jeff, on this, and, and I want to hear from you on it, but um, I, I just think he's too valuable and all the intangibles that he brings to this organization to, for him to be moved.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I want to be clear first and foremost that, you know, this is, not about Abreu the player or the person. And not that I know him as a person, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not sitting here like, I don't like this guy. Sure. I want him yeah. off the team, or I think he's not a good contributor to team chemistry. The guy's a great player. He's mm-hmm. been a great player the entire time he he's been here. I just think again, going back to that discussion about where where you're at now, where you want to be how do you continue to build this team? And if you're not going to most, most rebuilds finish. If if you look at the last couple of teams who have done it, Cubs and Astros, their rebuilds have typically finished with a couple of high profile free agent signings, Mm -hmm. right? You go out and you spend some money, you know, you've, you've you've spent the last couple of years filling your farm team. You bring up these young guys, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden this core coalesces and you're like, I've got a hole here. I've got a hole here. And we're g- go out and b- we're gonna mm-hmm. you know buy us a couple yeah. starting pitchers, uh we we really need a third baseman, whatever. If the Sox aren't gonna do that, if they're not gonna spend money in that way, which they say they are, but we haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. and they certainly didn't uh re, re- uh, reassure us mm-hmm. after this year's free agency. Right. So if they're not gonna spend money, then they're gonna have to make moves within the the within the guys that are on the major league roster right now, they're going to have to flip guys and move guys. And as you look at this roster, what are your good pieces on this team that you could potentially bring back some other guys or some assets that keep moving you along the way? Your point is well taken. When we talked offline about this, we both said maybe last year would have been the better year sure. to, to, yeah. to move him. Yeah. And maybe it's too late now considering his service time, his age, He's, what, 32, so maybe you sign him, you keep him, and you get three or four more good years out of him, and you hope that coincides with when you're back relevant in mm-hmm. the in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, I just don't know what you're going to get for him that's going to be uh, equivalent uh, or get you to win uh, now or next year. Um, you know, I don't want some some reclamation project or some, uh, you know, A or double A uh, player you know I I would want somebody that has just you we're just not going to get the value because of what we feel about Abreu and what the organization feels about Abreu there's just I just don't think there's going to be a deal where it's going to be you know even Steven uh the guy like t- to your to your point though who are the guys I'm really looking right now I hate to say it at Herrera and Calame those are the guys yeah, if they right. keep if they keep putting up Positive numbers. What do we need Colome on the team for right
0: now? I, absolutely. I and, mean, in a few years ago, I felt like they hung on to Robertson. Yeah, Robertson yeah. way too yeah. long. absolutely. Yeah. If you're not a contending team, you yeah. don't need a good closer. There, it's the thing with Colome,
1: which makes him attractive, uh, you know, to us, but also to another team. Is he's got it's a two year deal for Colome. Herrera's is a one year deal. And I think we might even have an extra club option on Colomb. So I could see, you know, sell high with Colombia if, if it gets to July and there are a couple teams out there that really need to shore up their bullpen and they're they're knocking on the door of postseason. Right. I right. could see us getting, you know, a, a couple prospects or or at least some value for Colame. Um when we've got, you know, you got guys got like Birdie who might be coming up. We've got some options. You just don't want to throw a guy like Hallamay to the curb, but there's also a shelf life on closers these days. Yeah. You know, they got two or three years, maybe four years, and then, you know, kind of out of gas. Well, and
0: we also don't know what the new rules, that some of these new proposed oh, yeah. right. rules, how right. that's going to change right. the bullpen right. and, the, point. And, and the role of relievers. I mean, what we think about relievers right now could be completely different yeah. um, once we come along uh is that is that next year when I they think go so, to yeah. you've got to pitch yeah. you got to face three batters right, right? or right two. right right it's, yeah it's something yeah. like that it's yeah it's, things are show. changing it's, right it's, it'll it'll be different
1: right so uh, you know you know maybe you deal Colome maybe uh, Herrera is gone but and this is where the Sox this is kind of a weird spot for them if Sox are you know trending in the way they are record wise you know folks are staying healthy the development of Jimenez and uh, Mancada, and you know all, everything's going pretty well you know barring you know obviously the Rodon and some other issues and we get to the trade deadline do the Sox are the Sox buyers you know do they try to get in on that starting pitching maybe San Francisco's trying to unload Bumgarner or maybe Toronto is looking to get rid of Stroman are, are we saying you know what we don't know what's going to happen in free agency. We see an opportunity to grab a guy and get him signed for a couple of years to anchor this staff. We know Rodon's not yeah. in the picture. You know what I mean? And, and the example that we talk about um, is the Freddie Garcia situation in two thousand four. Right. right. Uh, we here. Here's two thousand four. Uh, Guillen's first year we had Miguel Olivo and, you know, a couple prospects that we shipped to Seattle for Freddie Garcia. And I was, boy, was I angry about the Miguel Olivo thing. He, he had a cannon for an arm, young catcher. We hadn't had a stud catcher in a long time. You know, I had to have some friends talk me off the ledge and, and, and Freddie came and boy, was that, that was such a great acquisition. I mean, it made the 2005 staff in my mind. But
0: that was a really different team too. That 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 04 team. They they finished 83 and 79. Yeah. They yeah. were second in, yeah. in the, in the sure. Central. Yeah. So, and I I don't know where they. I was, I was trying to see if I could get get a sense of where they were at at, at the, uh, yeah at the All Star break. But clearly they had to be doing well enough to they to, were in to, it. To yeah. Finish. They were a fun so, team to watch. I just. I hear what you're saying, and I think that worked out really well. But that was a different team. That was yeah. a team that was trying to win, and that's why they made that trade. I don't know if if you're if you're six, seven, eight, nine games out of five hundred mm-hmm. at the at the trade deadline, can you make a move for a, for a starting one? Can you even be competitive with some of the other teams that will be looking for starters? True. That's a good point. At that. At that point in time,
1: yeah, because we, you know, I, I just don't see the Sox being in a, in a place where the Brewers might be or the Atlanta Braves uh, right. might be. The and
0: competition is going to be stiff.
1: Correct. And here we're more we're more of trying to set ourselves up for next year and the year after. Um, uh, I, I think you have to go outside the organization, and if it's not done uh, this summer, it's got to be done. Uh, this free agency a guy like Garrett Cole, just to name a name, um, you know you you need a staff like Cease, Lopez Giolito, and then and then a guy you grab this, this off season. You, you have to, um, to 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 go into twenty twenty like that. Um, so I mean here, here we are, um, you know four with Toronto. Uh, they take three out of four, and they're sitting they're sitting what. You know, they're sitting pretty good, 22 yeah. and 23, I think. I mean, just trying to be positive. I think this series, this weekend series is is critical. It is very critical, not necessarily, you know, if we split, I would even take a split. But the the problem, and, and, and if you're, you take it one game at a time, folks, take it one series at a time, but I'm starting to look at what next week looks like. And we are four in Houston. Oh yeah, and then yeah. three in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's time for this team to make a statement. Okay, you know? I like so it. So go yeah. out, take three or four from Toronto, try and get back to five hundred, or take take them all, sweep yeah. them, get yeah. back to five hundred, and just say, "This is this is who we are. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not last year's team that lost hundred mm-hmm. games. Yeah. We are a team that's." Pretty darn close to 500 on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Go out and improve yeah. it. Don't don't give me win tonight and then win tomorrow mm-hmm. and then get blown out on um, what would that be Sa- a Saturday and then right. you know who who knows what right. happens. You know, go out yeah. and just put put something together.
1: Well, you got you got first game of the Toronto series, Kobe, um, which I'm not feeling very good about. But you've got Nova giolito and lopez in uh you know in the toronto series so unfortunately we're not going to have those guys going in houston but they'll be ready for the big minnesota series next weekend which is the first time we're seeing minnesota yeah
0: Yeah. that that'll be interesting another another opportunity to say this is who we are Mm -hmm. as a team and maybe you know show the division that you're that Mm -hmm. you're a second or, or or third place team and you are a third place team right now but you're pretty far. Can I can I just yeah. finish up one yeah. thing, yeah. and then I promise I won't talk about Tim Anderson the, the entire <laughs> next you can't, episode. That's but. a promise you can't keep. That's a promise but you can't keep. Here's the starting shortstops for the last four no. World Series no. winners. All right, and I just mm-hmm. want want you to tell me if 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 you feel like Anderson is in is mm-hmm. is in the company of sure. these guys, yeah. Xander Bogarts. Okay. All right, and in 2018. He had ten errors and a 980 fielding percentage. Okay. Then you had Carlos Correa mm-hmm. with the Astros, sure. and he had six. Uh, uh, wait, wait, is it what was that 2017? He had nine errors and all season. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. And a fielding percentage of 978. Then you've got Russell uh, mm-hmm. for the for the Cubs sure. and. He had 14 errors and a 975 fielding percentage, and then you go back to your Kansas City Royals, and that was what? Sixteen, uh, 2016. That was that was 15.
1: 15, um, yeah, yeah. and
0: he had let's see, he had how many errors? He had 13 errors. Okay, and and a 980 fielding percentage.
1: Okay, hey, that hey numbers don't lie. That all checks out. But the beauty is. The, the, we're there's not going to be a world series this year so we're looking at we're ne- fairly we're, certain we're, yeah we're that, looking man. at next year which it could and, and those those anderson numbers could be completely those those could be diminished he he might be having one bad one more bad year he's trying to get out of the system here <laughs> uh All right. yeah i'm All done right. talking okay. about him i swear <laughs> yeah. that's it um yeah one last thing too uh Jeff, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, in in two weeks they're having '80s night at uh, Sox Park, and I think we needed we need to talk about that Showbiz band. If they can get <laughs> okay. the, if they could get the Showbiz band. To perform uh, pregame out outside the parking lot, yeah,
0: uh, 80s night. We took some heat for not using their proper band name. <laughs> on uh, we, we we took some heat online, and so let let's credit let's sure. credit where credits due. Yeah. The Fire Explosion okay. is the name of yeah. that. Uh, of that band.
1: If you're going to do 80s night, you, you got to do it right. They, they need to be performing before the game out there. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Billy Bob, Looney Bird. No, all your favorites. Duke LaRue. Mm-hmm. They need yeah. to be in there. Uh, folks, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 22, your Chicago White Sox podcast that is fan-centric and blue-collar. Uh, find us. Uh, on, on our Facebook page, just uh, just kind of search around for Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, like that page, and uh, find us uh, on Twitter, at GoodGuysTB. Uh, rate this uh, podcast, uh, share it with your friends, and we will check uh, on with you next time on Good Guys Talk Back. For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morowski. Go Sox.